0: It took a couple of weeks off because let's be honest, the results were inevitable. We've both been pretty busy and we just needed a little break from the same narrative. So apologies if you missed us, but we're back this week. Uh, we thought we would be coming back with slightly better news around the on-field performances, but not to be. It was another giant disappointment against GWS on Sunday, Drew Jones. Hello to you.
1: Yeah, hello, Gabby. There was certainly an air of inevitability about the results over the last few weeks, but when the Giants had six or seven outs on Thursday and then Braden Proust and Tim Taranto out a couple of days later, I thought we were a real chance on Sunday. I, you know, if if everything went right, um, and I guess the Giants maybe got the little sugar hit that you get from having a, an interim coach, but um, Yeah. I just every time I watch us play Garvey, I always come back to we are just so easy to play against. Like we just get torn apart. And this is a GWS team that Leon Cameron called boring two weeks ago, and they've they've put up 138 points against us. Um, and yeah, we never really looked like being in it. Three goals at the start, and uh, we never got close. It was 30 disposals
0: to five in like the opening five minutes, and it was it was over from there. And the hard thing for us to watch right now is when teams are just like chipping it between themselves inside their own attacking fifty, and taking marks to set up easier shots for goal. I mean, it's it's hard to watch. And then, you know, once again, we just, it's it's one quarter where you just the score line is blown out completely. It was the second quarter in this game, seven goals to one. And then after that, the Giants are trying some things out and they know they've got the game sewn up. And, yeah, we'll put in some more effort to make it look a bit more respectable and it's under 10 goals. And we think, okay, well, you know, we're trying as best we can. But to be honest, the fitness levels and the, the ability to run both ways, are just they're below AFL standard at the moment. They really are. It's it's below the standard of this competition um, over four quarters. So that's, that's hard to watch. Um, I want to start with some of the positives first. We? because we, it's been negative town, understandably, for most of the season. So keen to, to point out some of the positives from the game from an individual playing sense, because there actually were a few. But Any other yep. points you want to make about the game before we do that?
1: No, no I'm happy to move on to the positives. Okay.
0: So yeah, I was calling the game for ABC. I enjoyed doing that. Good to watch the Eagles up live. Yeah, was a little bit optimistic before the game with all GWS's outs, and that changed pretty quickly. But yeah, there were some performances that I thought were decent. Callum Jamison's giving us something in the ruck. He really is. Um, he's, he just attacks it. He's competitive. He's energetic. And you know, I had Bailey Williams down as our number one ruck for, well, the rest of the season, really, until Nick now came back. Callum Jamison's gone past him. He's our number one ruck at the moment. And, you know, Strananica got the spot ahead of him as well, let's not forget, a few weeks ago. He's just competing all the time against bigger bodied, more seasoned ruckmen. I really like his game.
1: Yeah, uh, I've been pleasantly surprised. Um, And he he just looked so out of his depth in that North Melbourne game. And I know he was playing down back. But um, to me, when I watched him in that game, it didn't seem like he was ready to play AFL. Yeah. But but since he's gone into the ruck, into his natural position, and I can only imagine how much better that is for him to be able to do that. uh, I've loved his endeavour. He he gets sort of down and dirty. He doesn't look as – he looks like he's athletic. He looks like he could probably dunk a basketball and, yeah. and play, like, and he'd be good at numerous sports. Like I like the way that he moves. Um, so from that point of view, I, I've really enjoyed watching him play and obviously he's still got a lot to learn. But Ruck, like, what Ruckman doesn't at his age, like he's still young, he's a project. Like it's not as though we got him with a top five pick. So um, that's been positive and hopefully he continues to develop. This is exactly, you know, when you talk about, trying to find positives and little wins and silver linings like Nick Nat being out absolutely sucks. And we've been horrible since he's been out of the team, but at least we've got a little chance to have a look at Jamison. And yeah, we've worked out that he is probably better than and and he's got to, he's got something a little bit different to offer from Bailey Williams. I actually thought Bailey Williams was pretty good against the giants as well. So to see them both playing and playing. Okay. Was promising because Matthew Flynn's actually not a bad ruckman. So he's good. he's good. Yeah, they they up against Flynn's sanity. I thought they um, they were good.
0: Isaiah Winder was the other one to emerge in this game with three goals. The one at the end was after the final siren, but kicked two early on and showed us a bit. And um, maybe not getting enough of the ball, but you know, he's there to, to put scoreboard pressure on, and he did that with three majors. So his best game as a West Coast Eagle, another project player taken in the fifties, I think. In um, his national draft, hasn't really been given much of a look in, now gets a chance for obvious reasons and you know, booked himself a place in the team for at least the two, next two to three weeks. So you know, we found the little forward pocket option there in, in Izzy Winder and his confidence will go through the roof after that. That was the other big pleasing aspect in terms of a young player we didn't expect to emerge that has done.
1: Yeah, so uh, you'll remember I earmarked him at this, in the preseason yeah. as someone I was looking forward to seeing. One of the things about Playing say a Langdon in that position is that we we're, we're certain of the of what Langdon's ceiling is and what his floor is, and that sometimes is great to have. Same as playing Jackson Nelson, you know exactly like there's a very only a very small window of of the level of performance that you can expect. But we don't know what to expect from Winder, um, and if it, you know bobbing up and kicking three goals from limited opportunities, like there could not be a worse time to be a small forward at West Coast the hardest position to play when you're getting belted. Yeah. Limited supply. The ball's coming in pretty dirty. Um, so, yeah, it's been tough work for everyone who's had to fill that role in recent times. Um, and luckily the Giants were a little bit easier to score against than the the elite opposition we've had the last few weeks. But, yeah, good to see him bob up and, and do something. And I guess he's got his body into a position now where he actually can put his name forward for selection and uh, he's getting a chance.
0: The other two, uh, I think Connor West's first half is really good. He's he's probably been our best player over the last few weeks. His endeavour was there, and the word you used earlier slowed up in the second half. They probably put a bit more work into him, but he really kept us going at the base of the, the packs and around the ball in the first half. And I really like Jake Waterman's game. You know, he's We've spoken about it, he's, he's much maligned by seemingly the coaching staff, not really the players. He's the first one out on many occasions, not at the moment, because there aren't too many, many options. But he played as a swingman, played back a fair bit, played forward a fair bit, looked to be limping a little bit as well. His knee was heavily bandaged, it looked like that was holding him back, but he didn't stop competing. Kicked a couple of goals, presented a contest, thought he was solid when he went into defence, flirting in front of packs and making it a bit more difficult for them. I thought Jake had a really good game. I liked watching him play on the weekend.
1: What are your thoughts on Jake Waterman as a possible option as a defender? So, and yes, we've seen it before, but say with, so when you look at Melbourne, right, they've got May and Lieber who are two of the best defenders in the league. I think, the McGovern-Barras combo is is almost the best in the comp. Yeah. And they're under siege at the moment. So their third defender at the moment is Harrison Petty. Yeah. Who's kind of the – he's not as tall. He's not as big. Like, he can, he's a, like he's quite athletic. Whereas like let's say we've got Harry Edwards playing as the third tall. Like he's not a third tall, is he? Like he needs to be one of the two keys. Yeah. Like he's too big, he's too big and cumbersome. Waterman is the right size for that third key, whether it's forward or back. But at the moment we don't need a third key forward. I just I can, could that be something that we just try yeah. for a while, swing him back and forward, see what he's like. But you know, a lot of good forwards in the last sort of five years have been thrown down defense to play as like an interceptor, as a someone like like that. Like what they what Carlton did with Mitch McGovern for a few weeks and that sort of thing. I don't know. I just think we've got to find a spot for him in the team. Like he's, a, I think he's a talented player. He's just really suffered by not having opportunity to play in his, you know, in a set position.
0: Yeah, I think you can play a Tim Membry role where he's yeah. mainly a forward, but then the times in games when you need a little chop out in defence and he goes back there, and maybe let's say we're in, we're in a game, the last five minutes of a quarter make sure we don't concede another one, put Jake back, extra man. You know, if he's got the chance to push up to a wing and, and exploit his opponent the other way, he's smart enough to do that, has the running capacity. I like him in the team. Um, you know, there are times he goes out of games, but he, he played really well on the weekend and he competed. So that was a positive sign. So there were some some good things to come out of the game. I thought Kelly and Shuey were good too. Tim Kelly was arguably our best. Um, you're up against the Giants team who was so strong in the contested ball and they just kept going and, and Shuey as well. You know, tried really hard. I think at the end that we might have just been trying to give Brady Hoff a run and the whole injury for Luke Shuey perhaps wasn't really there. True. that's just my suspicion. I thought, like, why risk him anymore? Maybe his back was a little bit tight. but There was no actual injury. Like, he could have played on, but I thought, let's, let's give Brady Hoff 10 minutes of footy here, 10.15, and, you know, hope that Luke Shuey doesn't get injured anymore because by the sounds of it, he'll be fine to play against the Dogs on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, it's funny you say that. I was just about to um, about to pipe in with with Shui. I, just, I spoke to the club yesterday, and then Simo did his Channel Seven thing yeah. as well. And because he play, he only paid played fifty percent, fifty eight percent game time, so I reckon maybe he it's almost like Shui hit his minutes limit, and they were like, "Oh, let's just sub him out yeah. and, and get Hoff in." So, luckily, I mean, because obviously when he got subbed out and put the vest on, everyone was like, you know, fuck yeah <laughs> yeah so he'll play this week so he's fine but he'll what? play 60 percent game time again
0: that would be a controversial move in the competition for any other club but no one cares if the eagles are doing it right now i mean it doesn't a bad precedent that's no what one what the cares. is there for but if like if melbourne did that on the weekend to manage someone there'd be a, uh, an outcry
1: about it but actually who cares like like who no, no matter who does it and when like does it really matter I don't think so, but, you know, that's not what it was designed for. But they should just open it up and say, do what you want with it. It's your call. No, see, my view on this is that they should just change the rules so if the other team activates their sub, you're you're then allowed to to as well. I think that's just the fairest way to do it because you get a fresh player into the game. Yeah. Um, Anything else from the game you want to touch on? Well, I mean, again, just a
0: couple of senior players who are – who are battling at the moment. I didn't mind Alex Withers' game either. Just by the way, on the positives, I think he actually played on Toby Green in the second half and did pretty well on him, kept him pretty quiet. Jermaine Jones started on Toby Green. Did you notice that?
1: That was that was that was looking ugly.
0: <laughs> well, he, Toby kicked two goals in the first two minutes. minutes. And yeah. I, know, I know why they did it. Like it's probably to you know, make Jones more accountable. And when Toby goes up the ground. You know, someone who can run with him. We didn't really have a direct matchup for him. But, you know, defensively, he was all over the show. He once Toby you inside 50. So they had to put, I think, Rotherman on him for a bit and then Witherden. And Witherden did pretty well in him. So I liked, I liked watching that. But it's really tough to watch Andrew Gaff play footy at the moment. It really is. You know, I think I had him, we've said this a few times, but I had him when we did our top five Eagles of the decade in that bracket. Big Andrew Gaff fan. Two-time All-Australian, best and fairest, champion of the club, arguably in our best ever team, you know, around the mark anyway. But honestly, and this is a crazy thing to say, considering where we are, is he even in our best team at the moment? Like, what's he giving us? He had five possessions to halftime, 34 metres gained. His numbers went up after that, but there were a bunch of cheap disposals that went nowhere. He doesn't seem like he can move at the moment. And opposition players are reading that and jumping on him, and unless he gets rid of the ball within a couple of seconds, he's getting tackled because um, he just doesn't seem to have any movement in his legs whatsoever. It's, it's sad to see. It, it, unfortunately, it's really hard to
1: watch. Yeah, he's, a, he's a shell, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I just think there, there just has to be more to this. but I, I don't have any insight at all just, on what has happened to Andrew Gaff.
0: I just think the game catches up with you.
1: Um, and, and it's recording. happened so quickly. I can't remember a player falling off this quickly. Yeah.
0: Well, it happened last year as well. The signs were there. I mean, you look at Josh Kennedy at Sydney. He's a little bit older than Gaff, but it happens to him pretty quickly as well. You just watch the legs just aren't there anymore. Um, you know, he's yeah. Been I not- mean, it's,
1: it's, been, it's been obvious with Josh Kennedy this season, hasn't it? But, I mean, yeah. as in Josh P. Kennedy. Yeah. But, but he's been – like, Josh Kennedy has been Sydney, the best yeah. contested ball player of the last 12 years, like eventually at some stage he was going to have to slow down, right? Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's really funny. But, like, to to give you credit, like you've been all over this for, like, a year.
0: Well, just, you know, you just have to be able to to run nowadays. Um, you now, I said last year I think we should have traded him. I don't know who would want him now. It's at the, the point, unfortunately, and I don't like speaking like this because we love Gaffey, but... It's at the point now where you would happily just give him to another club for not much in return just to get half his salary off the books. Like I think we're paying him close to a million bucks a year, aren't we?
1: God, I hope it's not that much.
0: Seven, 800 maybe, well, something around that. Like he signed a big contract when North wanted him a few years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: And you know, might not have that much longer to, get to go on his contracts, But, yeah, I've, the fact that he didn't come straight back into the team, I think and. Adam Simpson's across it, um, obviously, and yeah, he just doesn't seem like he's at the standard of A for football at all. The legs just don't seem to have anything in them right now, and it, it
1: happens to players. But yeah, it has. You're right; it's crept up on him much quicker than we thought. Well, have you been watching Dangerfield much recently? Yeah. When you watch Danger play, like he and he's now been taken out. He's essentially been taken out of the team for two weeks to do a mini preseason because he's got no. He's got, like, no bounce in him at all. Like, he gets the ball and he just gets tackled straight away and he just cannot do what he used to be able to do. And Gaff, you know, the sight of him marauding and patrolling one of the wings, it's over. He can't do it. He can't get up and down the ground. He can't run, like, he can't keep up with his opponent. He can't run both ways. And, like, yeah, at this point, he's, he's he's actually a list clogger. Like that's it really like, is. It's sad, like it's sad to say But he's Right now he's a list clogger.
0: Yeah
1: um, And I'm not I'm not gonna End his career You know Like I'm Maybe he needs Five or six weeks Away from footy Or maybe he needs a whole off season Or maybe he needs an, Like an absolutely ridiculous off season To get his body back to where he needs to be But Obviously something's going on um, Yeah that we don't had, know about.
0: He just had that, though. I don't know he had a little injury with his ankle, but, like, he looked like this last season. He had the whole off-season, you know, had the little issue with his ankle, had a couple of weeks off. Well, I'm not saying he'd had to be back to 100% Andrew Gaff of old, but it's, it's actually decreasing the output. So it doesn't seem like that's helping him at all. And, like the game just gets a few percent quicker every year. And if you drop off 5% against that, you just fall away very quickly, which is amazing. Why? You well, know, it's it's why David Mundy's so incredible at almost thirty-seven years of age.
1: Yeah. So, if we had a a reasonable portion of our list available, including Campbell Chesser, I just don't think he'd be in the team. No.
0: No way. Not like, a standard. No chance.
1: Yeah. So it's anyway. Let's wait and see. You know, like we may get a clearer picture over the next few weeks, or they may they may be able to manoeuvre him into a role where he can maximise the strengths that he has, that he has left. Yeah. Uh, you know, but like compare him to Jack Redden. Yeah. Like Redden's output and performance is essentially exactly the same as it was when he first came to the club. Mm. And he's still contributing really strongly to the team. Like. Yeah. If, if I'm going to choose between those two like if I could only have one at the club next season it's redden
0: oh by a long way but compare him uh, sorry to say compare him to jake florenka and, and Aaron black look at how they played when they came in for a game like way above the level that gaffy's played at this season, apart from round one against Gold Coast when he was solid got, and you got thirty two disposals but like we're going to pick up jake florenka you would think with pick one of the midseason draft next week While I'm having him and the team ahead of Gaffey right now And I would have Aaron Black in the team I know Aaron Black's older So he probably Won't get a chance But They played at a much Higher level They moved a lot better Than Gaffey is right now
1: Yeah so Yeah there's nothing More certain than The fact that Florenka will be An eagle in a couple of weeks
0: Does he come straight Into the team
1: Oh I mean I would Yeah Because what are we What are we losing
0: Yeah He's 25 Not a kid But he's got Three four years Ahead of him You would think well, but
1: it might have 10, seven. Yeah, you yeah, might. Yeah. And where we've got a gap in our list where we've got too many too many older guys. We need some we need some sort of early mid twenties because we yeah. haven't been drafting well. Um and you know, it's all well and good to to say, oh, we're gonna stock up on eighteen year olds at the start, you know, for for the start of next season. But they they can't help us now. Not not unless they're in the top, you know, five or ten. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be good to, to, to bring Florenta in and then we can use the second pick on, you know, on someone. Yep. Whoever that might be. So, yeah, anyway, um, just on with it and just quickly, it seems like he, he's getting some good reps at the moment in terms of being a defender. Mm. I think as the season gone, has gone on, I've seen improvements in his, his defensive skills. So that's a positive for us because if, like, again, Witherden's in the right age bracket for us. So if he's going to be a West Coast player, you know, longer term, um, then we we want to see improvement because Shepard's out and Hearn's on the way out. So he could be a long-term back six player for us. Um, Do you think that he'll end his AFL career at West Coast? Um, Alex Witherden? Yeah. Yeah,
0: because if he doesn't make it at West Coast, I can't see another team taking a chance on him. Like that's where you're at, the Eagles, right now. Like If you can't get into this team and establish yourself,
1: are other clubs really going to look at you? Well, like, would he be useful? Would he be like, oh, maybe I'll go back to Victoria?
0: Yeah.
1: Like maybe gets, or like a second or third
0: rounder. Maybe it's an option because he's a good kick. But the knock on him is his defensive... Contested work. Um, And it is exposed at times, but I think he's giving us value. Um, I like him in the team at the moment. And he tries his best defensively. Sometimes he just doesn't have the courage or the body to to match it with other guys, but he does try. Um, So I'd like to think that he ends up staying an eagle for the next four years. And as we become a lot better, we can maximise his strength. Like, we can't do that at the moment. He was brought in to be a cherry-on-top defender. You know, the other guys would do all the dirty work and he would do his job defensively but then use his elite kicking skills. But at the moment, we can't really use that because we're just under the pump all the time. So we're not seeing the best of him or why we brought him in. Hopefully in a couple of years, we will be able to do that.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, is, what's happened with the Nache train? Slowing yeah,
0: down? it's derailed a bit. He, was, he struggled. I mean, maybe the whole hippie club thing knocked him around a bit. I'm not sure. Like, he was surprisingly dropped, wasn't he, a couple of weeks ago, but... Someone came up with a really good (laughs) – we're speculating here, we don't know, but was the Richmond connection to the whole Nathan Broad party. I mean, did he have a say in what happened that night? I don't know. But whatever the case, he was one of the few who went out. He was dropped. Maybe that's just affected his confidence and his mentality a little bit the last couple of weeks being part of that crew. Uh, But he didn't get near it against uh, the Giants. And, um, yeah, I get the feeling he could be out of the team this week. Might need just
1: a couple of weeks off. Yeah, But, we'll, yeah, we'll wait and see. Um, uh, um, I mean, I, still like, I like what he's brought to the table. But. Yeah, he's been a good recruit. He's got
0: more to offer. Yeah. Jack Darling, um, he's up against, I think, a defender up there with the best in the comp. Like, when you have these best defender conversations, you cannot leave Sam Taylor out. He is so good. I get to watch him up close every second week, and I love watching him play. He's brilliant. Um, so, Darling had a tough encounter, but he's nowhere near it at the moment either, is he?
1: No, but, I mean... We're paying him, you know, five or six hundred grand a year. So you kind of just got to pick him, don't you? and let him try and work through it. Because like that's the hard reality that we're in, and we've said it before. We're just in such a bad position to rebuild. <laughs> we've got old blokes on long contracts. Like it's des- it's a disaster. But you just got to you just kind of got to get through it. You've got to back these guys to, you know, be leaders, be better, improve your game, and and help bring through the the young guys that we can get into the system. Like and you've got to back that there. They've got enough personal pride that they really want to turn around their performance and and add extra strings to their bow. Like Darling's got to get better at ground level. Like when the ball goes, if he doesn't mark it and it's near him, the ball leaves that area in one second. Like it just yeah. clears out so quick.
0: Yeah, he did put a few good chases on early, but it's just it's inconsistent the effort. And I mean Taylor's not easy to play against, but I watched Charlie Curnow against him a couple of weeks ago and just eventually ground him down, whereas Jack didn't. it just was overcome by someone who was putting the clamps on him. And, I mean, Adam Simpson said this week there's a fair chance they would drop him to the waffle in normal circumstances. They can't really do that at the moment. Um, So we'll see what happens. But um, obviously the off-season stuff would have left him in a, you know, uncertain state mentally about things and maybe it's infiltrating his his play at the moment as well. Um, should we get on to your question you wanted to pose, which is which player you'd like to see us chase this off-season
1: first or should we do the nest middle votes from this game? Uh, let's just I'll, – I'll tally them uh, as we go. So let's go um, – I'm just thinking – I've just spent a bit of time thinking about what our team looks like round one next season because it's I just I'm finding it hard to – <laughs> to not think ahead So round one next season right yep. Campbell Chess is playing yeah. And then I would say most likely The player that we draft With our first pick Whether that's one or two Or whether we trade it back For you know pick five And pick nine Or whatever happens yeah. Yeah. They're probably playing Yeah I'm probably going to draft a midfielder There's a there, There's a, a, a good young WA midfielder Maybe we end up with him so there's there's a couple of names. Then Oscar Allen's back in the team. Yeah. Tom Cole's back in the team. Yeah.
0: You
1: now we start to have a few familiar faces and also some exciting pieces. You know, Campbell Chesser, while he's not playing at the moment, he gets a year in the gym. And he gets some time to do some to learn the game plan and and sort of you know boost his footy IQ. So hopefully he comes in ready to go. Um, but a player I'd love to see in our team round one next year is Devin Robertson. He plays at the Brisbane Lions. He was a first-round pick or thereabouts, and I'm pretty sure he captained the WA under-18s, sort of big-bodied midfielder, can play a little bit on the wing or up forward and just can't get into that Brisbane team. I just think what a great opportunity to get a 21-year-old into our system, bring him home and sort of not give him the keys but just sort of be like, you're going to be part of our next premiership team. Like We want to invest in you. Perfect opportunity. He's sitting there right for the picking. You'd be, have to be talking to him already, surely. Yeah, I mean. Second round pick, bang, yep. deal's done.
0: Yeah, I, I, he's been mentioned in dispatches a lot by Eagles fans. and um, The player I'll raise is Jeremy Sharp from Gold yep. Coast, who's another West Aussie. I watched him play against the Swans in round f- four or five or whatever. Um, played really well. Like, I was so impressed with how he went about it. Or the Giants it was, because the Suns beat the the Swans in Sydney. played against the Giants in round three or four, and he played really well against them. I was so impressed. And then he got dropped, and I couldn't understand it. Had a really good game on the wing, good leg speed, good kick. In fact, the the Suns have done well since, so maybe there are other reasons as to why. But he's 19, another second-round pick, I think. Like, we don't want to take just... You know, bottom bottom. We're not really bottom feeders and take the, the scraps from every club. But he's young enough with a bit of promise. Uh, promise. WA boy, Jeremy Sharp's one that I thought I'd raise that we should look at.
1: Yeah, good East Freo oh boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I I've really liked what I've seen of him, and he had a not, a little phase last last year where he had about six weeks where he was racking the ball up. He got a really good chance. Um, and a good run in the team. And then I spoke to Michael Whiting, who's um, the AFL reporter up in Queensland. I just asked him, you know, who's been having a great preseason at the Gold Coast Suns. And he brought up Jeremy Sharp. Mm. I I guess he's one that gets noticed a lot in preseason because he's like an athletic animal, you know, like he's a runner. He's quick. Um, So obviously he's still got a bit of work to do on his game, but the bare bones are there. So again, I think he's a, you know, who would you rather play on the wing for the West Coast right now, Jeremy Sharp or Andrew Gaff? Like oh, it's I mean, Sharp yeah. every time, so yeah, he's one that I reckon is a great call by you. I, he, I hadn't thought of him straight away, but if we could bring in those two, and then they're playing round one next season, like you can't tell me that's not going to be a better team.
0: Yeah, well, already be
1: lot, much quicker team, much fitter team. That's half our problem. But, we can't run both ways. Like we'll be vibrant and fresh. We've yeah. got these got these young guys rolling through the midfield. Getting hopefully getting free in the wide expanses of Optus Stadium, like already that makes you it starts making you feel better about it. Like if I'm seeing those young guys, like what Arsenal did. Arsenal was stale, yeah. horrible to watch. Club going nowhere in the Premier League, like just gross. And then they kept buying rejects from other clubs. Yeah. All of a sudden, get some young guys in the team. Get and it gets your vibrancy. Your fans can connect with young players. Who you can yeah. see improvement from. It makes a big difference. Anyway, I just wanted to.
0: Yeah, and then you're still still throwing in, you know, Oscar Allen and McGovern and Yo and Kelly and Duggan, um, you know, Tommy Cole, mid-20s, Witherden, mid-20s, Barass. You're still throwing those players in around all of that. Um, You know, I mean, Shuey, who knows where he's going to be? Gaff maybe goes, Kennedy retires, Hearn goes. So you're dropping off a fair few players. Natanui still comes back for another year or two. There's enough there to be a lot better next season when you add those kids into the mix. Um, yeah. So hopefully it's good to look forward. It's all we can do right now. I will ask you this, though, speaking of looking forward, um, Morsi raised this question as we get close to the next middle votes. When is our next win
1: coming? Oh, well, I don't think we'll win another game this season.
0: Really? Yeah. That's a very big call. I think we'll now nab- have uh-huh. another couple before the season's out. Now we'll, well go at home. We'll win. we we'll win three or four for the year maximum. We'll, I think we'll win probably three for the year. All uh, right, three or four. I, I'll well, say. Um, so you, you're staying with that? No more wins for the Eagles. One win for the season. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll say because they're playing on my birthday on June 24. I'll say we'll win that Friday night against Essendon at home. Birthday. Ooh, yeah, football. that's good. That's, um, surely, yeah, surely we can get up for one more win. <laughs> That's round 15, four weeks away. Um, Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put that one in the books. After that, <sighs> hard to spot one really. I'm looking through again quickly. I mean, Adelaide away maybe, but I can't see it happening. That's before the Essendon game. Um, Adelaide at home, round 21, towards the end of the season when they're out of it, I think we can win that. Yeah, I'll say Essendon and Adelaide will win at home and we'll win three for the season.
1: I reckon Phil Thorpe will kick like eight against us. <laughs> yeah, um, in Adelaide um, they'll
0: beat us, but at home they'll put their cue in the rack, they'll be out of the finals and we can nab um, one at home.
1: So 462 points, that's our losing margin over the last six weeks.
0: Yeah. So... I was at Adam Simpson's press conference after the game and I asked him not about his future, but asked how are you dealing with the speculation around your future and the constant questioning? And he did seem a bit emotional about it. Um, but he said, he said the questions are deserved when we play ba- as badly as this, but he's still got another two years. And he's old line that as long as the club wants me, I'm here, I'm committed. I want to see us through this, which is great. You just wonder if the voice is growing tired, Drewy, and it's just time for, it's just not having the impact anymore, but the squad's going to be overturned a lot in the next year or so. So, Perhaps you give it some time, but he still would have been there for like nine, ten years.
1: Yeah, so my view on this is consistent as it has been previously that when the list turns over, then the idea of a voice being getting getting old, that sort of regenerates.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so my view is it contracted to 2024, like he remains as our coach unless – the only scenario I could see is North Melbourne sacking Noble and then Simpson leaving West Coast to take that job. Yeah. That's the that's the only scenario I could see. I don't see us like we we won't be sacking Adam Simpson.
0: Okay. All right, Drewy. Three minutes left on the Zoom call. I'm not starting another link. So give us the Nest Medal votes and we'll look ahead to the dogs quickly in that time.
1: That's where we're at, people, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so uh Isaiah Winder, five votes for his three goals and best performance in Eagles colours. Jack Redden. I thought he battled really hard all day. He was four votes, Kelly three. Cripps was good. Good to see Cripps has still got a bit of life in him. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Two votes for him and one vote for Jamison for his best performance as a West Coast Eagle as well.
0: went oh, 5 Kelly. Witherden for his roll down back. Connor West with three for the way he started. Winder with two and Waterman with one. Jamison very unlucky. I could have included
1: Jamo. Um, could have included Shuey, but um, they were my five to one. Yeah. Well, I've given you the nest. The, uh, that's that's the listeners five to one. Right, so. they were
0: the listeners five to one. Great. Sorry, I thought they were yours. Okay. No, my five,
1: my five to ones are relevant. No one cares.
0: Okay. okay. All right. Well, we'll update them with the Melbourne and Brisbane games and give you a running tally next week to see where we are with the leaderboard. Um, But uh, the dogs this week. I mean, what are you looking for, Drewy? There's no hope of a win, is there? What are you looking for?
1: I think that the, the dogs are just starting to get their game going, so that probably doesn't bode all that well for us. Um, I think that the the weight of numbers that they get from their midfielders, I think that will just overwhelm us. Um, They get Tim English back, uh, which is a real blow for us because he's like a legit gun against, you know, a a young ruck duo that we've got. Um, So there's not really anyone coming back either. Petrovsky-Seaton is out of health and safety protocols. And apart from that, I'm not sure there's anyone really else available. Maybe Yo. So, yeah, it's going to be hard to it up to the stadium. I'd say if you're, if you're a member or if you're an Eagles fan, and get, like, get to the game and go with low expectations so you don't ruin your day, but still support the team and look for the silver linings with the young players out there um, and maybe put a little multi on or something to keep yourself engaged. Gamble <laughs> responsibly, Of course. Yeah.
0: yeah, they'll look to it, the dogs, to try and get some confidence up in a few key players. And, and Norton will look to get back into the Coleman medal race for sure and Get maybe
1: like maybe applaud really loudly when English goes near the ball, like make him feel feel welcome. Yeah, exactly right.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, that's the state of things at the moment. We always look forward to watching the boys. We'll do on Saturday night, but um, yeah, good discussion again. Thanks for all your feedback, and uh, looking forward to chatting to you all next week. Thank you, Drewy. See you, people.